I have uh, this is uh, well, this is weird, true, newly, really story. Hmm. Take two. I have a really this is true, newly something. Take three. I hate you. This is true, really is coming up next. I have a story that really isn't weird, but yet it That's weird rounds. <laughs> yeah. But it's only not weird to those of us up north. Okay. If you'd like to find why we up north are more normal than you down south. Listen to This Is True Really and then like, subscribe, and follow us because we won't mock you. We will too. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, subscribe, or follow This Is True Really News so we can mock you. Better? Yeah, I Thank think you. that should probably... We should get stuff in droves. I'm thinking that's right up there with, like, free stuff. This Is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Who doesn't want to be mocked? I mean, really. By a couple of trained professionals. Well, okay, so you get us. But hey. Yeah, whatever. So a woman who was dumped by her husband for her best friend. Oh, dude. Bad show. It was. Saw her bad luck dramatically end. Oh. They were hit by a truck? No, she won a double lottery they jackpot. They fell into a sinkhole in New Hampshire. <laughs> yes. She won a, with donuts. And a sunrise. She won a double lottery jackpot in Colombia. What's her name? Is she happily? Is she single yet? Is... <laughs> the uh, unnamed woman from Barranquilla has won 268,000 pounds from two lottery tickets, which have sorted out her financial problems. You think? Thank you very much. A quarter of a million pounds will do that for you. And in the middle of celebrating the cash windfall, she incredibly, incredibly received a flirtatious call from her ex-partner to congratulate her on the win. Unsurprisingly, Bad she, form, dude. Yeah, she, she told him to go suck eggs. Woman was close to losing her home when she decided to buy lottery tickets. Because... Well, honestly, you know, you got five bucks. It's not going to do much to keep in the home. So, no. and and she bought into a game where um, you get the jackpot by winning two draws. It's considered almost impossible. And yet, our heroine came through. Local media outlets. Of course, it is Columbia. So, you know, Zona Zero reported she was it's usually a, cocaine. She was a Colombian marching powder. She was a seamstress by day. And she was. Oh, was she a superhero at night? I, was oh, she? Was she? Maybe. Like bad girl? No, I just read it wrong. In oh. any case, she was a seamstress and just days away from losing her home, and she couldn't afford to pay the mortgage. And her daughter had. Oh well, God, no! The bat cave's right under her. What are you going to do? <laughs> Can't just move that sucker. Daughter couldn't register to university due to lack of money. As a last hope, the woman brought bought the ticket January seventeenth. <gasps> that's the same day as the sinkhole. Actually, it was also the same day her husband had left her for her best friend <laughs> and had also left her in trouble financially. Hang on. <laughs> See how much fun that is? That really is. Good for um, you, baby. Revenge is a dish best served on silver, silverware, cold. <laughs> so here's a story that's not really weird to you and I. Mm -hmm. About 200 ice fishing enthusiasts on November 28th had to be evacuated from Upper Red Lake in Minnesota. 
Seems a large chunk of ice broke free from the main shoreline, stranding them about 30 feet away, according to WDIO. It's hard Duluth. to get your your houses off. When WDIO is Duluth, right? Well, yeah, but DIO could have picked up the story. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah. The Beltrami County Sheriff's Office received the call, the 911. See, for those of you in Flat Plain Bush, Arizona, wherever that place is, this Flat is why that's it. Hothead, Kentucky, received their nine. No, wait, this is Beltrami County, Minnesota. Yes. 911 call, 1130 in the morning. Yep. So the county sheriff's office sprung into action, employing a drone to assess the situation. Officers used a temporary bridge to reach the fishers, along with airboats, water rescue boats, and all anglers were returned to safety. Thank you. See, in Minnesota? Yeah. That's not weird. We call that early winter. Yeah. It, this is the crap that gonna happen some happens. More in, it's going to happen some more in the next few weeks. Yeah. Later on in the later winter. Because when March shows up, they have to have all the fish houses off the lake anyway. Yeah, because they don't want you going down with the... Yeah, so I'm sure we'll have at least one more story like that. So if you're down south, this is not weird. It's just Minnesota, which is weird. So maybe it is weird. Hmm. What to do with the entitled? What to do? Oh, are we taking suggestions? Because I have some. And none of them legal, of course. (laughs) Young lady from Rexburg, Idaho. She's looking for a part-time job, and she's she is actually proactive enough to go out and ask for it. So she's actually she is looking for a job. Yeah, I'm looking for a part-time job here in Rexburg that pays sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Need flexible schedule, minimum hours, and benefits. No call centers or summer sales. Thanks. You know, the only call she's going to get is from a pimp, right? Yeah, exactly. That's just saying. <laughs> Finding one in Idaho is going to be. That would be intriguing. Who was it? A friend of mine. I mean, you just don't see many shows like that. Today on Nightline. A black guy shows up in Idaho. Friend of mine from Baltimore, who's black, went to visit a friend in Idaho. And uh, he just looked around and he was getting stares and looks and stuff. And he turns to his friend and says, I am the only black guy in this town, aren't I? And she goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, oh, don't laugh. When I was a kid, yeah. St. Cloud State yeah. had recruited a really speedy wide receiver named John Kimbrough. Mm-hmm. John was black. Okay. His, his wife was black. Yep. Brought the population to two in St. Cloud. <laughs> Maybe three, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, maybe a little later they had three. Uh, well, that was before he left. Then he played, I believe, in where he played Denver for quite a few years. Not, oh, yeah. I thought I recognized him. Yeah. So, uh, hi, I'd like to book so-and-so for a night. I'm uh, putting on uh, the Ritz? A, a party in oh. London. Unfortunately, okay. due to costs of the venue and everything, there's no money in it. But I can provide some drinks and food. If, if he's available for Thursday, March 19th, I can be contacted at phone number, email address. I'm that phone is ringing off the hook. Brian, what do you do for a living? I'm a painter and decorator. Why can you come and do my hall stairs and landing? There's no money in it, but I can make you some cups of tea and a. (laughs) 
and a sandwich. <laughs> That's not the same. It's exactly the same, Brian. Exactly the same. This is like for it's the same thing we get as bands. Well, you know, it'll it'll be good. Uh, I'll have uh, two hundred people there. It'll be good yep. promotion. Yeah. No. No. Yep. Artists get that too. No. Listen, I just need a couple of things for the book. And this and one think is of a... the exposure you'll get. <laughs> this one's a preventative. No receipt equals no returns. No tags equals no returns. Clearance, jewelry, watches, sale items equals no returns. Yes, Karen, this sign is good enough. Try me. No, Karen, we do not have to mention the return policy at the initial sale. Our return policy is printed on the back of the receipt. The details are also on the website. No, Karen, you're not going to speak to the manager. No, Karen, I am not going to call anyone for you. But thank you for your business. <laughs> back at you. On November 28th, as the oil and chemical tanker, Alathini the two. Is that would be Alathini the Alathini two or Alathini eleven? I wonder. That's an interesting thought. How would Thank they you. do that? Anywhere this oil and chemical tanker, Alathini of some lineage, pulled into Las Palmas in the Canary Islands and was carrying three stowaways. Dum dum dum. They were riding the ship's rudder at the stern, just feet above the water line. How long had they been there? I don't know. Guardian reported the three men had survived the 11-day journey from Nigeria, so I'm guessing 11 days. <laughs> wow. If, you, if, you're, if you've got your, your captain's cap on, that's more than 2,700 nautical miles. How many miles is that if you're not nautical? <laughs> how would that... How many miles, like how many normal miles? Well, if, if I tie knots in a rope and Mark Twain... I don't know. 58. That's just an estimate. Shouldn't have been that hard. The men were suffering from hypothermia and dehydration. <laughs> Spanish Coast Guard gratefully did rescue them in time. Wow. You got to want to be leaving somewhere real bad. Right? Holy cow. See, and I won't work in Minnesota because we're landlocked. Damn it. <laughs> we're not landlocked. We aren't? No. I'm not doing the Lake Superior thing because I've heard the Edmund Fitzgerald song, man. <laughs> and you can go out the St. Lawrence Seaway. We get. I am so old. I remember the Edmund Fitzgerald being sunk. <laughs> I do too. And it's true. The legend does live on from the Chippewa on down of the, the big, big lake, lake they call Gitchigumi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November, November come early. Come early. They had a load of iron ore, you know. 27,000 tons 26,000 tons 27. More. 26. 26. It was really much more heavier than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. Which was about 58 pounds. And a good ship and crew, a bone to be chewed. What? That's, I forget, the good ship and crew was a bone to be chewed. When the Witch of November came, something, I don't know. Slurping. Sure. This is true, really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.